Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Monday, May 29th. Let's jump into today's top stories. The NCAA Baseball Championship field is set. Overall, the SEC leads with 10 teams in the field, followed by the ACC, 8, Big 12, 6, Pac-12, 5, and Sun Belt, 4. According to D1 Baseball's Kendall Rogers, Arizona, Oklahoma, Troy and Louisiana were the last four teams in, while Arizona State, Kansas State, Kent State and UC Irvine were the first four teams out. D1 Baseball's Aaron Fitt writes that Auburn AD John Cohen, who was the committee chair, acknowledges the RPI is flawed and we need to come up with a better system, but this committee nonetheless went all-in on RPI as the primary factor. Fit notes Cohen indicated last summer that he wanted to do things differently as chair, but in the end, it was the same old same old. Cohen says the committee can and will do something differently with the process in the future. Okay, but when? And who's gonna drive that change, if not you? You're the guy in position to make something change. What are you waiting for? Let's go. All that said, I agree with Cohen that you can't make the change midstream, when teams have already built their schedule with RPI in mind. But let's go ahead and get the ball rolling on a change for, say, 2025. That gives everybody time to adjust before it goes into effect. Football Scoop Zach Barnett examines which schools reached the postseason in multiple major sports, noting first that 28 qualified for both a bowl game and the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Meanwhile, three FCS departments reached the FCS playoffs and men's basketball tournament. Of those 31, the list gets whittled down to 13 when baseball is added to the mix. Introducing women's hoops to the equation further pairs the list down to 7. Zeroing in further on the Venn diagram by adding volleyball leaves just two teams that qualified for championship postseason play, in each sport, Texas and Tennessee. The list stays the same when adding softball. As the SEC prepares to determine whether it will adopt an 8- or 9-game scheduling format for football, Kentucky President Eli Capilouto tells Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger, it is very fair to say that it is not just about the money. As we focus more on student-athlete well-being, one has to understand the implications of this in light of new CFP formats and length of the season. What does it all mean in a bigger context is what we should consider. What does it mean for bowl participation and length of season? All those things come first. Dellinger subsequently notes a third question has gone mostly unanswered for a year now, the extra money from ESPN, which is not contractually required to provide more money for a ninth game. Without the incentive of additional revenue from the network, more than half of the league is in support of remaining at eight games in the first year that Texas and Oklahoma begin play, in 2024. The expectation is that ESPN, in the midst of layoffs, will not commit to additional revenue for a ninth game, at least not now. The temporary, one-year eight-game model is a placeholder for a potential nine-game schedule to start in 2025, if ESPN enhances the deal. One SEC administrator tells Dellinger, that's probably what will happen. I don't see the desire to go to a ninth game and not have any increase from a revenue standpoint. Ole Miss has received a $1.5 million donation from Susie and Lampkin Butts that will benefit the School of Business Administration and the Ole Miss Alumni Association and improve facilities for Ole Miss Athletics. Rebels AD Keith Carter said, because charitable gifts like Lampkin's and Susie's are so important to our programs and to our student-athletes, we plan to express our gratitude by naming an entrance gate at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in their honor, as well as the quarterback room in the new Manning Center. 
Oregon men's golf student-athlete Greg Salhog was forced to withdraw from this weekend's NCAA championship, after stepping on a tee that went through his shoe and his foot. Golf.com's Jack Hirsch notes Salhog was plus 2 for 10 holes when the injury occurred after shooting a 75 in round 1. His withdrawal meant UO had to count a teammate 7 over 77 Saturday in the Play 5 Count 4 format, putting the Ducks in 22nd place, 7 shots out of the 15th spot on the leaderboard, the cut for advancing to the 4th round. The Ducks ended up finishing 27th. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, the average student loan combined payment is $393 per month, while the median is $222 per month. Additionally, the average student loan debt is over $39,000, the median debt load is over $19,000, and the percentage of borrowers with growing loan balances stands at 47.5%. FreightWaves founder slash CEO Fuller consequently observes, this is the biggest risk currently in the goods economy. Student debt is the second largest form of consumer debt in the US. 25 million Americans were able to pause their $393 average monthly payment for the past three years. It resumes in Q3. It is going to take consumer spending with it. This demo is a major driver of consumption, especially of physical goods. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Monday, May 29th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.